say, this is no good. But then uh, it just took the screen share a minute to get live. But we're good now. Capitan, we're good. Get living. Let's do one yeah. final. Let me just do one final look around all the uh, the technology here. Make sure we're absolutely, because that's the running joke. Yep. Yeah. The we're good. The fact that the let fact me, that like there's always something wrong. Not always something wrong. There's always something wrong. We're professionals, Caleb. We're professionals. Yeah. Have you seen how our professional politicians have been acting sorry that's a bad way to start a podcast yeah let's not let's not start that <laughs> let's not start that uh, bounty board is, so bounty, relevant. it is it is but bounty board is a place people come to relax and decompress and get away for 90 why minutes why do they listen to us because we take them to that magical place i like to think we what? allow them we allow them to escape into our sultry tones and escape that reality of the grind right? The real world for 90 minutes out of their week so that yes. they can decompress and not re and, and, and stay with the hope and the positivity that the world is not complete shit. Uh, and there is some just like kind of shit. Well, you know, there, there's rocky spots all over history and this is one of them. As long as no ten Nintendo's around. I just said no Tendo. <laughs> why, 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 why don't we want Nintendo's around right now? I'm confused. Oh, I was just pointing out that is, you said the world's not all shit. Mm, got it. Uh, I I'm with as you. long as Nintendo's around. That's true. It will not be. Um, speaking of Nintendo, yeah. though, you know. I'm so fucking spaced right now, dude. <laughs> we, I'm, not we, even, I'm not even tired. I'm just like trying maybe, to get the train started. Yep. Maybe, maybe. So speaking of Nintendo. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Um, speaking of what? Well, I just minimized like every screen on my monitor here. There we go. Um, and I had to readjust. So speaking of Nintendo, I wanna I wanna yeah. know because it's been sweeping the internet this week. Oh boy. Bowsette. Go ahead. Oh that. <laughs> Queen Koopa. Queen Koopa. Ko Koopa Queen. I mean, I don't I don't give a shit. I don't either. I think it's why she why is she super sexualized? Like that's a question. That's a legitimate no, question. No, no, no. Um, we we know why she's super sexualized because No, we don't. No because, one else in Mario is. Because because the internet got a hold of it and there are many, 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 many trolls and just ridiculous dumb twelve year olds who have some artistic talent and like to draw shit like that. Um so I think it's uh, I think it's actually kind of funny though how quickly some of the cosplayers around the 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 interwebs have gotten costumes up and gotten it done uh out there um but yeah i i think it's kind of funny we talked about this a little bit in our group's discord this week um and uh sketch sawyer friend of the podcast uh friend of ours uh he was he's very opposed very very vehemently opposed so much in fact he made a meme of it um <laughs> which was pretty funny oh yeah about it's, how uh... It's 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 funny. I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, Bowser looks like a fucking turtle. Mrs. Pac-Man doesn't have tits. You know what I mean? Like you can, yeah. You can make a female and not. Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, you don't I have to draw every. You don't have to draw every female like you would. Pay to have sex with them. Yeah, idealized version. Um, yeah, deep from the male psyche. I'm anyway. gonna hot hot take though. Hot take. Sexy Queen Koopa. Could get it. Just saying. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I'm not disagreeing with it, right? Um, but, like I'm saying, I just I think it's funny that the 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 you know that that is such an issue this week in the gaming sphere, pop culture sphere, that somebody finally took it upon themselves to draw a Queen Koopa and a sexy Queen Koopa. Um, and I was actually kind of shocked that it hadn't happened before now, because um, I couldn't find any reference of it. Um, now, granted, I'm from a different time, right? I'm old. So, um, I might not have known how to work the internet's right to find it, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably existed for years. Yeah, maybe. And it's just surfaced back up and it caught, you know, got caught up in one of my Twitter feeds or something like that. Cause that's where I originally found it anyway. Nah, all right. Who knows? Sorry. No, Go. yeah, it's all right. I mean, it, it's okay. You, you, you had to bring it up. I did. It, it makes sense. That's my mulligan for the week. I used it up early. <laughs> you used it in the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. All right, well that's fine. Um, what? Uh, how's your? How has your week been, Eric? Other than other than uh, fawning over Queen Koopa, we're still fawning. Don't be wrong. Um, it was good. Uh, actually, it was. It's busy as shit, right? Um, yep. So no. Uh, like it was, I can't even. Like I'm still having a hard time believing it's Friday at a quarter after eleven. Um, and yeah, and no, dude. Like I delayed. We delayed the podcast today, mm-hmm. and I was like, that'll give me plenty of time to like be prepared for it. And then at like ten, I was like, fuck. Yep. <laughs> I need to go get double shots from fucking the gas station mm-hmm. so I can wake myself back up it's it's nuts man i don't know what it is like i do know what it is i just don't want to admit it you know what I'm, you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying like my, my body's like hey dude you've passed the 25 year old threshold you can't stay up and be an asshole like you've been for a while now yeah you gotta get and not and not see repercussions you gotta get some sleep um even i, I do get some who... sleep ask ben ask ben when i got some sleep next time you play with him okay um, I'll tell you, I'll spoil it. It was while we were playing Sea of Thieves. <laughs> <laughs> and what's even worse is like the earlier that day, I was like, I'm sorry, man. The game just kind of puts me to sleep, but I'm going to try and play it tonight. And no. then I fucking snored into his headphones for 20, 30 minutes. Oh, no. <laughs> he must. Yeah. He must have been crushed because he was so excited to play hey, that game. To, he was like, he was like, someone came to play with me. And I was like, oh, like God. instantly. <laughs> Oh, we stayed. Yeah, I stayed up way I'm too. I'm a bad person. No, no, you're not. I, that game, I the tech. <laughs> Go on, get through it. I was, through try, it I, was, I was trying not to belch into the microphone. I felt that would be. Oh, that's good. I mean, we're pretty low. We're pretty lowbrow sometimes, but I, that would even for me, that's a little lowbrow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm a I'm pretty lowbrow, um, but you know it's it's. That game is I, I was really excited for it and it looked a lot of fun, right? And I'm glad that they're showing so much support after yeah. the fact. And I think it's a great case study for uh, the way that you do open world support, the way that you do live service games. I still think it's one of the best, the most well executed live service games. Um, from a drop in drop out standpoint, just hang out and go on an adventure with your friend. Right from okay, a te- from a technical sure. standpoint, not necessarily sure, sure, graphics sure, sure. or systems or missions or stuff like that. Like the best live service game is Fortnite. Like let's get the let's get the Fortnite reference out of the way. Nothing compares, but 
uh, Sea of Thieves and its um, its what am I trying to say? Its ambition yeah. is not to go without notice, right? Without um, being noticed. And I think they're doing a great job adding content. All of the DLC I look at, um, I still to this day have yet to play the game on Xbox because the only the couple times I have played it. Um, you ever had your PC? I played it on my PC, but I was able to play it with you guys, so I think that's a great case study for cross-platform play. What you did? Yeah, I never played on Xbox. I do I not was... remember you playing at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's not which system. It was. I don't remember you playing the game. Either. I don't think you and I ever played together. I played once or twice with Ben. With Ben and Odin? When they were um, no, I don't even it. think it was Ben or Odin. It was like me, Ben, and Smurf randomly. And Smurf also fell asleep Strange. one night on a ship. Um, God, man, it's, it makes me sad because I love pirates and I love sailing and I love the world, and the that idea. But like, I see shit like Black Sails and I'm not Black Sails, Skull and Bones, and I'm like that. Right. I want that. Yeah. I want like missions and like guided story gameplay, and then an open world I can run around and like fuck shit up because there's a system to fuck up. Yeah. So and I think. Is, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We the stay- lack of that. Yeah, it's just, and I think it'll get there, right? They're adding more stuff. Yeah. The new DLC yeah. looks awesome. I feel like, uh, and and Ben's argument with me all the time is that I love grindy games, and I do. I enjoy grindy games, but I have to be getting the reward. I need that instantaneous set. I need that instant yeah. gratification of something has fallen on the ground and I can pick it up, and it is better than what i have and it's and it's fucking shiny (laughs) yeah which yeah exactly or there's a big glowing spire and it inspires me to then open up my inventory and see if the stats are better in any way or whatnot and then from there switch it off to um exactly what's going you know then go back and continue going if it's better you know go to orbit go to a hub play around with it for a little bit if it's not move on uh and go to the next spot um yeah absolutely um but that's a huge we yeah i don't know man like there's there's a lot about sea of thieves to like and it's a huge thing to expect the game uh and that ambitious to be completely put together Oof, i don't i don't know this whole this whole thing i'm saying is like also very time specific right like because it didn't used to be hard to expect a game to come out complete right um and it's I would I would see that's part of the reason I didn't like Sea of Thieves is that it felt to me based on my own opinion it released it did not release feature complete. No, I completely agree with that. Uh, it it, it um, had and its like core mechanics of sailing, yeah. playing with friends, and sailing from island to island, and then beyond and that's that, fine, and that's fine with me. Release it in game preview one. Yep. Do not release it for sixty dollars. Yep. Two, and don't act like. That's the game you that's the hundred percent I don't know, man. Their their outward facing stuff right away was like, Yeah, man, like we wanted it to be like this. <laughs> yeah. And it's like uh, but this it's not like uh, okay. No, but I think it is it, it and I don't you know, I know we don't want to belabor the point too much. It's not that you know, we're not here to do the Sea of Thieves podcast. We're here to talk about games, but I think it this the whole nature of Sea of Thieves and then the crossplay dovetails into the first, you know, article that we pulled up to share tonight, which is, you know, uh, from our uh, friends over at GameSpot. Um, you know, they they reported, uh, and I can't remember who wrote this article now. This got it pulled up. It was written, but wait, where the fuck is the credit? Yeah, that's that's what I. Um, oh, Jordan Ramirez, uh, who is the person to Wait. last update it. 
uh, at 5.35 p.m. Where do you see that? Yeah, Jordan Ramirez. Sorry, y'all. You're you're listening to two grown men have a hard time finding the name on the top of the fucking page. It's literally right yeah, under that. I see, that. It. I see right. it. Jordan Ramirez over at GameSpot. Um, you know, Sony this week, I think probably the biggest news announcement, Sony finally... Has, finally, emphasis on finally. Go on. Uh, and I'm doing. I'm, I'm. This is a very. This is a very cautious. Finally, right? <laughs> because it's not actually. Yeah. Go is, on. <laughs> they have announced the crossplay beta for beta. Fortnite only, and it's <laughs> beta. Even though Epic accidentally let this happen one weekend, and it worked fine. Right. It's been. Yo, it blows my mind that like. Companies outside of Sony can make it fucking happen, but Sony's like, no. Well, see, it, a lot of people want to think Bad. that it has. A lot of people want to think that it has something to do with the consoles. It has nothing to do with the consoles. It has everything to do with the game that you're playing at the moment. Sony. And well, there's there was there's some argument, maybe not consoles, but ecosystem, right? Correct. Like yeah, yeah. When, when Xbox came to PlayStation first, they didn't have the like cloud computing and like shit they needed to do cross-platform correct but that was when like the systems launched right and to think that playstation hasn't severely increased its stock not its stock but it's it's holdings in cloud computing is a it's dumb like they're there well my point sean layden's first for sean layden's first response to phil spencer being like let's play together was like fuck we didn't think they'd say that yeah exactly (laughs) now it's now it's them being like fuck you yeah, better and the, and the tweet that when Sony announced it, I thought Microsoft's response was or Xbox response was perfect. It was just a little you know praise hands up in the air, and I was like, slow clap, Microsoft, well done. But even throughout <laughs> this entire article, and it was just kind of a recap of an interview that they did um, with uh, Sean Layden from who is the uh, the chairman of uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment. He still kind of came across as. A little flippant and a little kind of toe in the company line to me in some of his statements of, you know, so right now we're kind of beta testing Fortnite. We're not really sure how it's going to work. We're not really sure how, um, you know, the messaging systems are going to work across the games. It doesn't, who cares? I don't need, I don't need a message from some that somebody sends me on Xbox Live to pop up on my PlayStation. And I don't think that's a thing. I want to be able to see my friends list, which is an API call. Right, it's exposing that API. I want to see my friends list. I want to be able to say, "Oh, uh, you know, Joe Bob is over here on PlayStation. I'm going to go play with Joe Bob for a minute." And yes, I'm from Texas. For those of you who are just now figuring that out, uh, which is why I said Joe Bob of the first name popped in my head. Um, yeah, well, let's be honest. His accent, his accent, sneaky, right, y'all? Yeah, oh, very. yeah this is it. Uh, it slips real bad sometimes. Um, Oh, I'm sure. Give you a couple of drinks and yeah. hang out with people that have the accent. Yeah, get me, get me at a, give me in a pool hall and a couple of bourbons, and we're it's. Uh, and maybe I. Have, hey, dude, we're gonna be able to do that in like three weeks. The first time, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. If you this this yeah. this little barrier between us will actually be gone, and maybe maybe we'll figure out a way to do that from a place in Austin. Um, oh my god, which would be pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, you know what I just realized. Mm-mm. We didn't tell people what they're listening to. <laughs> oh yeah, let's go ahead. Hey everybody, hi. So let's back up. We did one news article, but hey, this is Bounty Board. It's August. It's not. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's Friday, September twenty eighth. If you're listening live, nah. And if you're listening in person, yo, you get the first episode of October in yep. twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah i'm your host uh one of your hosts i keep saying that like i'm the host and you're the guest and that's not how it is i'm one of your hosts caleb sawyer and at love web everywhere it's important and with me as always is my co-host eric glass howdy 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 Yo, right. yo, yo. and now i just realized all right, so... I, I i realized all of the shit we got everything set up audio good this time and i had the wrong overlay up on twitch but now i have the right one so it's fine <laughs> it's all right I, you know <laughs> whatever uh so we're yeah you know we we started a little rocky but That's we've fine. gotten through our we went through if you're just now catching up um or if you're for some reason your brain doesn't turn on until you hear the intro you have missed news of sony being cross-platform for one game maybe yeah, so um, I think that that story. I wanted to say something. Sorry, I, cut you, I keep cutting mm-hmm. you off. Um, this the the news article is the first time I've thought Sean Layden wants to be Phil Spencer, and Sony's not letting him. Yeah, I, I agree. Because he I, says the words. He says the words. This is something that's been taking up sixty five percent of my Twitter feed over the last few months. My he used the possessive, uh, and then later down in the article he says it's taken us longer than I would have wanted. Yeah, totally. And I think. Uh, not it did not it took us longer than we would have wanted yeah i like, like he's saying like no i wanted this but fuck them i like um, sean Layden. maybe not so forcefully maybe not so forcefully but yeah go yeah, ahead. yeah i like i like sean Layden. i've seen him in many interviews i think he's i think he is very phil spencer-esque i think some of the where where he does not have because sony is so diversified across hardware and everything else where microsoft core focus is getting their product everywhere right and not specifically like tvs and monitors and shit like that it is getting the windows platform which now xbox is a set core to that windows architecture it's built right into windows 10 getting that everywhere and phil spencer has a lot more has been given a lot more uh a, a lot more leeway inside of the microsoft uh inside of microsoft where i don't think uh uh sean Layden has been given that because of some of the older traditions of that company and you know you know things it being so rooted yeah. in that jap you know that old uh the 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 mentality of uh, the way japanese business is still done um i uh i think that a couple of things i think a sean L- first i think sean Layden lacks one thing that philip spencer has and that's um charisma i'm not saying that sean sean Layden doesn't have it but he does not have the no, phil spencer level let's be it. honest nobody's phil spencer um yeah, Sean Layden still Sean Layden still feels like he's kind of trying to force every smile that you see him make. Well, the other the other thing too you got to remember about about Phil is Phil started at Microsoft as a developer, right? As a game yeah, he's developer, doing his, he's doing his he's, dream. He's, he has he has climbed the ladder to the position where he is. Um, there was no come in from the outside, take over division. He has been every spot he needed to be to move up, which gives him a a breadth of experience and knowledge in that ecosystem that is unparalleled to anybody um, sure um and the second thing was i think the last iteration of windows was built around xbox but that's that's me nitpicking um well no because like windows 10 was the first one to have it built into the sure but you said that like xbox is uh is now built into that platform no, and sorry, i think sorry, that sorry, platform's sorry. most recent iteration was built because of xbox right sorry yeah i said it backwards you're right um, yeah okay that's okay. what i meant yeah the, the xbox operating system has always had core windows technology in it this is the first time windows has been built around with xbox technology with the xbox interface yeah. built into it well if, I mean. if you think about it like uh if if the guys that over at windows have been working on ui for 15 years the guys at xbox have made a ui that's used yeah 
more tack more ta- in a more tactile manner. Totally. And uh, I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass. <laughs> yeah, let's. We're not. Um, we're not developers. No, we're not developers. Um, um, to speak to stick with Sony. Um, moving on to another news article. I'm going to jump around the list that you sent me, Eric, just to mm-hmm. kind of try and keep things in some kind of order. Um, PSX 2018 is not happening. Good. So, uh, yeah, this is out of IGN from Jonathan Dornbush. Dornbush, not brush. Dornbush. Uh, for the last several years, PlayStation has found a way to continue the conference hype at E3, uh, Paris Games Week, and Tokyo Game Show months after the fact, with PlayStation Experience serving as another home for big reveals. And while the confirmation that there will be no PSX 2018 is a bummer for PlayStation fans, Sony's behavior over the last year is indicative of the fact they don't need PSX to deliver important news or celebrate big releases. How you feel about this, Eric? Because I don't give a shit. Yeah, I... I'm with you. I, I'm not. I'm with you on that because I don't think unless they had something new and just earth-shattering to reveal, new console, which wouldn't be done at a PSX event. Um, you know, uh, didn't they show off the PlayStation? But they announced four it at, at PSX. They announced it at E3, right? They no, showed. No, oh, did they, they did not? not? Oh, they didn't. That's right. So, no, they have their own. They had their own conference. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's. I remember now. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing because they don't have anything new. We've seen all of their first party titles that are coming out in the next 18 months. Um, a ton. Uh, Let's be honest. What would PSX have been? Yeah, I don't right? know. Yeah. I have no idea. Like what it would have just been like, it would have been even more navel gazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, look at what we've got. Especially because, you know, we just got, um, and I don't want to belabor this too much. I think we can go right into... Uh, what you know, segue right into the next one, which is Tokyo Game Show was this past week, um, where they showed off a ton of their stuff. We got, yeah, it's Tokyo, man. PlayStation Ram Supreme. Yeah, we got uh, Death Stranding. Yeah, we got Death Stranding out of it. We got uh, there was a lot of cool stuff at Tokyo Game Show. We're not gonna stay too much on it, um, you know. But we got the new Death Stranding with some with Troy Baker's character finally was revealed, who looks yep. badass. Um, he apparently, which has... we've seen him a couple of times mm-hmm. uh, in other trailers. He just hasn't spoken. Yeah, uh, but now he actually did something. Uh, we know his motivation. So like and... He'll be an important character. Yeah. Well, uh, we don't know his motivation. Well, not his <laughs> motiv- Yeah, not his motivations, but we know that he is uh, definitely a bad guy. Um, Chaotic evil, it seems. Yeah, and has some sort of control over de- the death. Um, is what I'm calling it because we don't really know. It's, no, it, it's the stranding. It's over the stranding. Okay, over the Kojimas. That's what I'm going to call him. He, he has some control over the Kojimas. Um, yes, which was cool. Uh, I the think Kojima soup. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. We got a news of a what was it? Uh, a a Kingdom Hearts three VR experience, which I'm not sure anybody really wants. <laughs> Nobody wants it. I don't. I don't. Although people that are excited for Kingdom Hearts three that are fans of the series, right, are absolutely the people that would buy a VR experience. Yeah. Um, we got some more uh, Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice gameplay, and that game just continues yep. to just to look kick ass. Scream! Hybrid Glass is going to be playing this a lot. Um, yep. And then. Yeah, I think there's a lot of other cool news, but, you know, it's not really, you know, it was Tokyo Game Show. It, it, it kind of went, it kind of went, it didn't feel from Ooh. the press conferences I saw, it 
didn't feel like it had a lot of boom to it, right? It, it, yeah. And, no. I th- and I think that's part of the pr- fact because the gaming world has moved so far west, right, out of Japan being the dominant force in gaming mm. that it was. Mm. Now it's, you know, these European studios and the U.S. studios, um, I think, are where all the huge dominant game titles are coming out. Uh, not to say that Japan's not releasing great games still, but they're not nearly the volume in which the Western studios, Europe and U.S. and uh, the the Western Hemisphere are. The volume is what I'm trying to say. Uh, they're yeah. coming out of there. See, I would I would blame that. I would blame TGS not being big this year, not on the fact that Japan's lost any any kind of like clout in the industry, but more simply on the fact for. I would I would blame that on the same reason Sony's not having PSX. Hmm? Nobody's got shit to show right now. Yeah, like all the stuff. Nothing from TGS was surprising to me. Like it was all like, oh yeah, no shit. More Resident Evil footage and more Death Stranding footage and more this footage. Uh, the only thing that uh, the only thing that you did, I don't want to say you left out, but that was recent news. I don't even know if it was directly tied with TGS, but the Mark of the Ninja is getting a remaster on Xbox One oh, and God, PS4. I'm so excited for that game. If you guys are Yeah, we got to we got to co-stream that shit. Or yeah. you got to stream it and I'll play it while we're Yeah, that game is fucking great. Yep. Um if you like stealth games, it's easily the best stealth game in the last 10 years. Yep. Um it's fucking great. <laughs> it's yep. getting remastered and it comes out on the 9th, which is Right after Assassin's Creed, which doesn't have a hidden blade, so like I'm good. Yep. With that, because I can jump into Mark of the Ninja to do some hidden blade shit. Um. But no, I think uh, I think TGS was kind of lackluster this year because like there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. It's all um, everything's being like, talked about. I mean, if you think yeah, of yeah. we we've mentioned it many times. You think about the next four months in gaming, right? Because we're in October next or next five months in gaming. I mean, it is Call of Duty. It is. Uh, Red Dead. It is. Yeah. Then a month later, it's uh, Battlefield. Um, and, and then Hitman. Uh, yeah, people that care. Yeah, Hitman. I, I, I'm, I'm Fallout seventy six. Yeah. Fa- oh yeah. I keep forgetting about the Fallout, man. Uh, yeah. Every every week, I'm like, oh fuck, there's a Fallout coming out this yeah. year. I just I haven't seen much on it, right? Because there's so you know because the marketing dollars, nope. Battlefield and Call of Duty and everything else. Um, and then, you know, our, my time has been completely consumed still by, uh, by destiny, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and then, you know, you think about over the Christmas, December, you know, there's a couple, couple games coming out and then we hop right into the next year, uh, January, couple titles, and then it's, you know, Anthem, um, top of February, we're going to get that (laughs) Anthem demo End of February, we're going to get Anthem. Um, I would love to see now that we're there. I don't think it, I, I don't think it would happen. Um, but I would love to see crossplay uh, put into Anthem in some way um, because I would love to get that yeah. on my PC and then be able to play with you guys on Xbox because I've got some friends on PC that I would love to play that game with too. Uh, yeah. And that, that looks like the type of game that would be a perfect spot for crossplay simply because there's no competitive. Um, and I don't think having a keyboard and mouse is going to be a huge uh, advantage based on the way that gameplay is. Usually, third-person perspective games tend to lend themselves a little bit better to crossplay than uh, first-person. And, and yeah, and they lend themselves better to, to to drag and drop shooting. Right. Well, 
No, I mean nothing. Lend, nothing lends itself well to drag and drop shooting. But of third person and first person, third person's the most get away with. Right. Yeah, exclude, get away with a yeah, bull. Excluding games like Borderlands, who I still, you know, Borderlands, I think, kind of set the model for how it should be done. Um, uh, for for a lot of people that they're using it. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. 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 And then cool. So then I think. Yeah. Well, there's a couple, uh, two more news pieces here. The uh, yeah, well, let's skip through the two small ones, right? So, um, if y'all didn't know, PUBG 1.0 came out September 4th, which mm-hmm. is uh, nearly a month ago. So, as one would expect, there's rumors it's starting to get co- get closer to its PS4 release. No big deal. 1.0 is out. It's no longer in game preview, so there's no longer so, rules against it being on PlayStation system. Yep. Um. So yeah. So what's up here's here's my thing with that when it comes out on playstation um who's is it gonna matter who's is anybody gonna play it i mean we'll see won't we i, I mean you're gonna you've got fortnite which has got a huge player base on playstation consoles you've got nah people are gonna play it dude yeah i they know are. but you've got it it's now competing against call of duty it's potentially competing against battlefield um i don't see people dropping whatever the retail price is that it's on sony it's got to be i can't imagine it would be more than 30 bucks um, what if it's not what if it's free hmm. I don't what if pubg see, releases it free and gives everyone on xbox and pc some content i don't see that i mean that pubg needs to do something to survive yeah it does charging 30 dollars charging 30 dollars for but Royale only is not going to cut it for well, people. Hold on, what what did it say in this article? It uh, it's reportedly sold over eight million copies on Xbox, right? So on console, yeah, because you had you had to pay for it. I'm not arguing. Like, I'm not arguing that that would be the one. What I'm I'm backing your point up with that stat, right? I'm saying that would be my one justification on how they could say we're going to release it for free for Sony players and then give Xbox and PC guys a whole bunch of stuff uh, because we are oh, doing yeah. that. I think though that would and if their battle pass gets fixed because right now I don't think it's good enough. Um, I mean they could no their battle pass felt like a blatant ripoff of Fortnite. No, oh, Just... yes, but here's the thing: like Fortnite's a ripoff of it. Like it's ah, the whole ripoff thing. That's like saying that like Halo Four could blatantly ripped off Call of Duty for having like no I yeah I, I understand you can call in you know what I mean like yeah at a point game mechanics become game mechanics and like you can't you can't blame somebody for using the same contraction that you did because you came up with the word ain't you know what I mean like that, I don't know like, if I would ever lay claim to coming up with the word ain't but you know you know what I'm saying though like yeah, I get, at some I, point yeah, it becomes I, a part of the part of the ecosystem and you just kind of have to roll with it yeah I get what you're um, saying it but the way with after dropping the lawsuit and then within a couple weeks they released the next expansion and then there was all of a sudden a, a battle pack-esque feature in it it just kind of <laughs> it kind of felt like a little okay let's let's take a play from their page book and not do it not True. do anything different um let's just <laughs> maybe that was a spite move yeah maybe they're like hey fuck you guys maybe it copy it maybe it was i don't think i don't think it worked for them yeah um i think i think their fans were like um yeah you just stole from fortnite whatever yeah. um but yeah moving on um it's coming out on ps4 eventually um We'll see when it happens, and we'll see how many people play it. I'm sure we'll talk about it. Yep. Um, next small thing, Microsoft announces mouse and keyboard support for Xbox One. 
which is cool. Um, with a partnership with Razer, which is also cool because they make like top of the line shit. Yep. And at Microsoft swooping up these uh, exclusive partnerships with giant developers and and hardware creators is not bad. Yeah, I think Microsoft can just fucking throw money places and we're in for something good. Well, Razer, <laughs> Razer and Microsoft have had a long-standing partnership. All right, Razer, I still think, put out one of the best controllers on the Xbox 360. Um, uh, I had that controller. Oh, God, I, I, I can't remember what it was called now. Um, don't worry, I'll Google it. Keep talking. Um, it was it was phenomenal because not only did it have the paddle, it had extra buttons, uh, you know, which was nobody had at the time, but it had the ability to adjust the tension on the sticks. So you Wolverine? could no, it wasn't the Wolverine. No, nope, that's Xbox One. Yeah, Go that's on, keep the on, new one. Um, Saber Tooth. No, um, it was. Uh, I want to say it was like the an. It was a snake name. Um, okay, I'll which keep is looking. fitting. But it, it had the ability to adjust the tensions on the sticks, so you could play with a relatively higher sensitivity, which I like to do, but you could tighten the right stick so it was a little harder to move. Um, and it came out like right as Modern Warfare 3 was coming out. Um, and I remember the first time I got it, and the second I adjusted to it, it was a little bit bigger. It fit, fit in my hands a little bit nicer. Um, but, man, it just the way that stick moved and the way that you could tighten it down was just, I loved it. Uh, and I haven't <laughs> seen it. I haven't seen it replicated yet. It was, uh, yeah. as the kids are saying, chef. Um, I know they're not because I've never heard that. Oh. I'm a kid. Maybe. Yeah, that's right. You are. I'm just. Yeah, old. I did the work for you. I did the work for you. <laughs> I've conditioned you. It's terrible. Um, Costing you the softballs this I time. I know. I know. Uh, yeah. So I think that's it. You know, relatively slow news week. There wasn't anything earth shattering. Um, Dark Phoenix trailer came out. Which is cool. Yep. And then and then there's rumors that Dark Phoenix is getting delayed. Swift, I wonder why that would happen. Swift, Eric. Yeah. Uh, hmm, I don't know. Uh, maybe it has something to do with uh, the fact Disney is officially buying Sony. Uh, or not. <laughs> Fox. Officially Man, buying that Fox. Be, that would be. That would be something. Whoa, that would be something. Um, buying Fox. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because of the uh, announcement a couple weeks ago of you know disney said that once the acquisition goes through it only makes sense for there to be one marvel studio uh so it'll be interesting to find out uh and see exactly where what they're doing with that their plans for the x-men franchise um i hope it comes out i want to see it i think after apocalypse uh i really liked apocalypse uh what they did with it um even though apocalypse looked like he was a bad guy out of power rangers um oh yeah uh but i still think it was um, you know, some of the stuff they did with Magneto's character in that one, some of the things they did with Xavier, uh, in that one, granted Fassbender and McAvoy are probably, uh, two of the best actors to play those parts. Um, Fassbender is phenomenal in that role. Um, I think he captures the, the tortured, um, he's so good, man, tortured soul that Magneto actually is. Um, and then Fassbender is, or not Fassbender, but McAvoy is just—he's just a phenomenal uh, Xavier, and he portrays the young Xavier very well. Of that torn kind of guy, of this idealist who's trying to do the right thing, and how does he use the power that he has? Because he is technically the most powerful thing on Earth, um, you know, with the ability yeah. to just control everyone at will. Um, so yeah, it'll be except it'll for, be fun. Except for Nito. 
Well, he's got to have his, well, if he just doesn't have the helmet on, Magneto's a yes. bitch, right? <laughs> um, so, so is Juggernaut. Yep. Yeah. No, it's um, it's a, it's interesting to see that it got pushed, and it will be even more interesting to see why it got pushed or what happens to it. Um, just because the Telltale shit's been huge, uh, gotta mention it a little yeah. bit, right? Like that we didn't talk about that because it wasn't happening last week. Um, but for anybody who's fans of the Telltale games, like they're done. Yep. Telltale laid everybody off except for a skeleton crew, and by skeleton crew, I mean two hundred and fifty out of two hundred and seventy-five employees are gone. Um. Yeah, it's, it's no severance, no overtime. Yeah, projects are dead in the water. Uh, a bunch of people without jobs and without a way to sustain themselves until they find new ones, because leadership decided they should just try to put out season four or Walking Dead on the off chance that it would fund the entire fucking company again. Um. Yeah, and it's it's sad. It's a shit sitch. It's a you, shit sitch for you, sure. Yeah, you would think in this time. I don't see how, uh, you know, and that's, it's just poor, you know, when companies do shit like that and that type of shit happens that you hear and not just in the video game industry, it's just, it's poor, it's piss poor leadership. Um, that's all, that's all there is to it. It's, it's bad planning. It's bad forecasting. It's bad revenue forecasting. It's, it's a, a whole slew of things that is just unchecked. Um, because people, you know, let, you know, whatever get in the way egos, you know, whatever their personal agendas are. Um, yeah. and, and the people who are actually the creators are the ones that are suffering. And, you know, I, I feel, uh, for the people at telltale and it was, it was inspiring to see the game industry. Like I think three, four, three, uh, tweeted out, you know, anybody that was working at telltale, come on down. Um, oh got, man, that Ubisoft, that, that Ubisoft, Ubisoft. where they were like, yep. Hey, come down to San Rafael and go mm-hmm. to BJ's Yep, and like dinner and, and food, dinner and drinks on us. We'll talk about. Yep. You guys jobs like yeah. man fuck yeah you'll be soft do that shit yeah like, i think i think the support for the talent at um at telltale because they were they're not my that's not my cup of tea in games uh the telltales uh no but like but, imagine imagine telltales writing chops behind like the next watchdogs or something. oh my shit. god yeah it would be you know some of the some of the people they have on staff are hugely talented but i think this argues the point that you know, just like voice actors did a couple of years ago, there's got to be some sort of um, organization, uh, organization yeah. amongst the the developers and the people who are doing the work to to protect them. Um, you know, from this type of uh, just bad behavior uh, of games leadership, yeah. and you see this happening a lot more. You know, it's Riot is still going through it. Uh, um, uh, yeah, maybe later, cheesy cow. We're kind of you know in the middle of the topic here. Um, but what I'm getting at is, you know, it's it's interesting to see that, and hopefully we'll see uh, some good out of, come out of it. A lot of times, when when people get uh, laid out uh, like that, yeah. we are uh, when people get laid off like that. You know, you end up forming uh, they end up forming some great independent studios, and we see some great independent titles uh, and things like that. So yeah, that's all yeah. I got to say on that. Hearts out to the families of folks at Telltale. So hopefully they. Uh, land on their feet yeah yeah it sucks and uh sorry that y'all put in so much goddamn work to just get shot on like that it's no good but speaking of bad grim dark things black shirts uh no we did not plan on both wearing black shirts no we just we know we we know each other spiritually Mm -hmm. 
So we don't we don't have to plan shit. That's absolutely yeah. untrue. Yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, don't, I wasn't sure where you're going. With that I was gonna maybe you were back. like you were like, hold on. I was what gonna I was gonna back you, and then I, I, I said lost that you. we don't make mistakes, and you, I lost you. you. Were gone. I lost you. Yeah. No, but uh, speaking of the bad shit in video games, do you think Eric? And this is us moving on to our new top, our whole, our big topic. As this is a segue, um, do you think games take themselves too seriously? And and I guess to contextualize that question for people that are like, that's vague. Do you think games try too hard to connect on like strongly emotional, political, or like relational levels? Do you think games are trying too hard to be real? Well, I think that kind of pulls into the, you know, the subtopic and the subtext of the whole conversation, right? Which we're going to get into maybe a little bit later and a little bit deeper is our games truly in art form. Um, right. And art is a serious matter, whether it's, you know, acting, whether it's painting, whether it's, you know, writing, no matter what it is. Um, do I think the game industry as itself takes itself serious? Uh, too serious? No, because we had shit like what just happened in Telltale. If the game industry took itself seriously, um, as Ooh, a, I, I like this, this as a take as a whole, we wouldn't see shit like what just happened at Telltale happen um, as often as it does. Uh, I think there are companies that are in it for passion um for uh the love of what they're doing for the art that they're creating i think you get games that are trying to make statements that just fall flat on their face and then i think you get games that are actually making poignant statements uh about stuff that uh that people skip through that people skip through and they skip over because we've said it a whole bunch of times right the the games that are truly intense you know art pieces um they don't get the they don't get the marketing dollars. They don't get the publication. The big name publishers don't uh, don't back them with the marketing and the ad dollars. So it kind of falls on the the communities and the you know the curated Steam communities and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, the Xbox Which community, I think the PlayStation is, community to go there. Yeah, I think that maybe that's something that's changing. Just as like digital distribution gets, I don't know how it could get bigger, but as it gets bigger, and we see the those indie developers like. <clears throat> I don't know. Starting to <sighs> bad. Like pause what? for pause for radio silence. But oh yeah, no. just take a deep breath. <laughs> no, I think that um, as man, I fucking lost it. What was I? What, well, what were you saying? Well, I'm yeah. Like yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll get it. Keep going. No, I, I'll I'm, get it. I, I what I was. I think where you're going and what I was, my next point was going to be, I think we've seen, if you think about the, again, the game industry as a whole, right? We are, you know, this really all started, you know, in the mid eighties, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we are now, we are only in, you know, it's, 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 we're just, we're getting to the end of the thirties, you know, or, you know, where it's maturity is getting there. Not only yeah. is the, you know, the maturity of the industry getting there, but the, um, technology is now starting to catch up where you yeah. can build these experiences that capture that human emotion. Right. Um, yeah. And I remember what I was going to say. Um, I think that as technology gets better, um, our companies that are really focused on making artistic stuff, aren't going to need to rely on 
those companies to give them money or to 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 fund them or to distribute right like uh you know the the big thing that the big reason indie games weren't really a thing before is because and you've i'm sure you've read countless stories or listened to countless stories about this and i would like to hope that our our viewers are also as as into games as we are but the reality is maybe not all of them are but like when games started there was no there was no like universal distributor for like you know it wasn't like oh my game's done send it off to distribution and then every store will have it like there's stories of people calling stores yeah right and like making a deal to like uh uh, i'll sell you five thousand of these these titles like we live in a really great time where uh, my buddy can make a game mm-hmm. that's fucking good, and then he can just hit go and yep. upload it to uh, Steam, whatever Steam or Switch, the Switch Store or yep. the Xbox Store or yep. PlayStation. Like, uh, I think we're we're in a place where, and this is why this conversation I think is important right now, uh, is we're in a place where artistic and like different games with different takes and different like styles and all sorts of shit like we live in a time where that stuff is just everywhere and uh we're not maybe we're not used to that but i just realized i'm looking at like myself in the camera and my camera's right here <laughs> so i've been talking like to the oh you know what the camera's situated so that it looks like i'm looking at you anyway yeah. um no we live in a time where where that stuff is is uh is everywhere and that's why i think this conversation about like our games taking themselves too seriously uh and then leading into our games actually art is super important right now because like yeah sorry i realized my point while you were in the middle of making one and i'm sure i completely destroyed your your thought process no you didn't i think you know going back to the original question do games take themselves too seriously uh I don't think all games take themselves too seriously, right? And I'm going to point at the Borderlands franchise. <laughs> Borderlands, right. yeah, dude. That game, yeah, sure. That sure. is, that is in in recent memory a game that knows Gearbox knew exactly what they were doing in that game. They wrote that game as almost as a parody of itself in the way that the writing was done. You saw it in Borderlands One. It was only escalated in Borderlands Two with uh, it with, with the way that was written, uh, and it was so perfect and the the one mission i will point to that in game where hammerlock's got you running around killing things to try and name the bully mongs and then all of a sudden he's like ah fuck it call him bonafarts yeah bonafarts (laughs) right and at that point in time you just realized okay gearbox is making something that i can sit down with and i can be entertained and that's very much the type of gamer i am i'm if i i do play some indie games, am I likely to pick them up from a, I I wish I had more time to get into them. I wish I had more time to play more of them Um, from, you know, and get that deep story, but I just don't have the time. So I stick, tend to stick to the tentpole titles or the, you know, whatever I can play with my friends. Um, But I know. Yeah. It's, 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 that's depressing too. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want, I don't want people to think that like, all we do is play the top 40 hits Yeah, because like we don't, but like to be relevant, it's tough because like, we were going to play, both of us are going to play Mark of the Ninja and the number of people that aren't going to care because it's Mark of the Ninja sucks. And like we were saying earlier, like that game is easily one of the best stealth games in the last 10 years. Totally. Um, And I would guarantee like the fraction of people that played that compared to the people that played Call of Duty uh, is 
it's the numbers it's, are yeah, probably obnoxiously yeah, they, different. Yeah, they don't even equate. And but you think about no. it more so. You know, you look at uh, you know the game. You know, you, again, you look at Tokyo Forty Two. Right, that game is oozing with style oozing man with, i love how much that game comes up with yeah. you and i want to i need to re-download it yeah oozing with style oozing with gameplay mechanics it the music unique, was great fun the even, art was great even uh you know ruiner which i i i need to go and i need to play that yeah destiny, i have it installed yeah De- destiny came out and i didn't get to i need to go finish my playthrough um but it uh you know that game oozes with style it's a great simple uh, twin stick shooter with some really cool, you know, level up mechanics and you know the yeah, story is yeah. just the story is super good. The music is great, uh, and I love experiences like that. And I think games are starting to find uh, and they're really starting to step into, and we're going to start to see that I think as the technology shifts and we get some of you know as we get the next set of processing chips out, and then we get there the next generation of processors, we get the next generation of graphics cards, which are coming you know, in a couple months with the, the new NVIDIA line, you know, yeah. uh, AMD is going to be hot on the heels of that because they can't fall too far behind. Uh, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see where the power goes. And then, right, the, I think the biggest disconnect for people from an emotional standpoint is where when you're watching a movie, right, and I'll, I'll compare it to uh, I'll compare it to movies again because it really is, while it's not a great comparison, it's the closest thing we can compare it to from you know, a vi- from just the visual medium standpoint, right? Uh, and the storytelling right. standpoint. I think the big disconnect for a lot of people is, is they sit down at a game and they are playing it and they're involved in the moment-to-moment action, which, so, you know, Destiny, just because it's, it's, it's topical right now, when I sit down in Destiny and I hop into a mission and all of a sudden the bullets start flying and the laser beams start whizzing past my head, I've forgotten about the story and what I'm actually doing. And I'm just in that action moment, which is what it was designed to do. And that's what the gameplay loop is. Um, and I don't re- I kind of lose track of the story in there. But I think as you start breaking down that wall and the controllers start coming out of hands and we start seeing VR become more prevalent um, with Oculus's new system uh, that's coming out that is really going to take VR to a point where you're going to be able to not be tied to things. Um, yeah. and we really need to get Odin in here as another buddy of ours that we play with to talk about <coughs> VR. Maybe we'll do that, um, you know, in a couple of weeks, I would love to do that topic. True. Um, yeah. but, uh, where we actually do, where we actually start breaking these walls down. Like, um, he shared in our discord, uh, this week, this game coming out, uh, it's called Lone Echo 2, which is a first yeah, person. Lone Echo was... Yeah, and, dude. Um, and the first Lone Echo looked phenomenal. The second one looks even better, but that is a true, um, you know, it looks like a very intense experience. And I think once people start breaking that wall and getting into the game where they're actually there, they're not sitting on the couch laid back, that's yeah. when the seriousness of what you're doing comes into it. Because when you're physically taking on an action, not necessarily with your thumbs. And I'm not taking away, I'm not trying to take away anything from games. There have been games where I have, you know, gotten very emotional in the story. Um, last, sure, sure. you know, last of us was one of them. Like I was super yep. invested in that story. Telltale's uh, walking dead, which well, I know you didn't play. No, I played, like, I played the first season, uh, but yeah, it was great. Dude, the end of that first season, fucking emotional, super emotional. The uh, last of us is mm-hmm. huge. Last of us, uh, Witcher to an extent with just the way the story's told. 
Um, I think there are studios out there that are very good and very, uh, very, ele- very elegant in the way that they tell their stories uh, and they're able to connect with that emotion. The problem yeah. you get is, is the second that you run into the NPC that says the same thing every time you see him, that, <laughs> yeah. you know, reacts in the same way. That's not dynamic. And I think from what I've watched in Spider-Man, one of the coolest things that they did is the way that the city reacts to you when you're swinging around and high-fiving and you're walking on the streets uh, and that ability, oh, I think it's so great from what I've seen, you know, on the people I've watched street it and things like that is that brings me into the stream as if I'm, I'm not, I'm no longer focused on the streamer in camera. I found a couple of people streaming it without their camera on. And I actually enjoyed watching their streams more because I was able to watch them. I, I felt like I was watching like a, uh, what was that uh, movie with uh, Jim Carrey where he lived in the, he was raised in the TV oh, show. Um, fucking Truman show. Truman show. Yeah. I felt like I was watching a Truman show esque experience of someone living, you know, yeah. someone playing as Peter Parker, which for me, being in, invested in comic books as I am, was re- a really kind of cool experience. I know it's a video game. It would break a little bit when they would go and do a side quest that was like going to pick up, you know, uh, a laptop or whatever. Uh, but when they were playing the missions, even better was I watched um, a streamer that I follow, Zephyria, who she played Detroit Become Human all the way through. Uh, and I watched her play that whole game. And there are scenes in that game that I would watch and I found myself um, listening to the dialogue of the characters and I would turn and then all of a sudden 30 minutes had passed. Uh, I had admittedly... Maybe, I need to play that game so bad. <laughs> yeah, I had I had admittedly maybe missed a meeting at work, um, you know, because of I was so... No, you did. Yeah, you I was so... <laughs> I, I know. I was so drawn into, though, what was going on in that game. Right? Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. it was there was a lot of like, and I think, um, what, what is the damn what is the Quantic Realms? Is that what's the name of the studio? Quantic Why, Dream. Quantic, Quantic Dreams. Dream. Yeah, I think they're very good at capturing those emotions. Their games don't necessarily get the hugest you know ratings and the hugest buys. Yeah, they don't always land everything, but the, but they do really sell. Yeah, the immersion at least. Yeah, what right? Like you, you can't. You're there. They may not. They may not hit every story beat, but they got you there. Yeah, uh, and I think you know to a lesser extent, Alan Wake did a really good job with that. I felt as though he was <clears throat> trying to do that. Um, Quantum Break, I think, did a good job with that. Um, Fuck, dude. Yep. Uh, and these 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 studios Yo, that, that are sorry. Good to this day, Quantum Break's like handling of time travel in a fucking not game, like handle of the, the way it handled time travel in a story a time travel story mm-hmm. to this day is fucking impressive yeah it's great um, like it's it's true to like scientific theories and shit yeah anyway sorry i'm a huge nerd about that shit like no i think that, that game did a really good job just being true to the form of art it wanted to be right um yeah yeah and i think but that's an excellent next point is when games lose it and they 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 take themselves out of that equation by sending you off some weird random path that takes you out of the story where those games are not large. They're not meant to be huge 60, 100 hour experiences. They are meant to be tight driven narratives. And I think those are the publishers that when you focus on them, we're going to start to see those people uh, or those people, um, those type of developers come out more 
in that as the technology grows and the experiences grow and the writing and yeah, like i like yeah. i've said many that's the hope and dream for sure that's like the hope i and dream. like i've said many times we've got kids now who are growing up and putting controllers in their hands and playing games from the day that they can play games right i've got two young kids you have a young kid right and they are all playing games and games are just something this generation right not even i Yo, I work for a company that's platform teaches kids how to make games. Right. And that's <laughs> and my... it's being sold and we sell it to schools. Right. We don't sell it to like homes, mm-hmm. which we do, but like our number one our number one market is teachers and and like school districts because teaching kids how to learn quantifiable and like what's the other quantif- like quantifiable and like qualitative quantitative learning through video game development is a it's huge yeah and And it's not just like game it's not game-based learning anymore it's learning it's game-based learning that's making games eric oh my god dude i won't talk about this long because it's it's a little bit of a sidetrack but like we went to school at the wrong we're the wrong age like for real because like going to these schools and teaching these kids how to make this game how to make games with this platform and stuff like i had a teacher um the other day when we were doing focus groups with the kids in between groups, a teacher was talking about how his class, and I'm not lying to you, dude, <laughs> his class is doing a project where they're in groups and they are a game studio, right? Yeah, it's phenomenal. And so, so their project over several weeks is to like develop a game. And if they want to go to like recess, because they don't want to, if they want to like have break time and go outside or like they want to have like a snack time, they have to budget in their game studios, like big, like seven figure budget, they have to budget vacations and they have to budget like catering so they can have like snacks and gummy bears or go outside. Yeah. So it's like teaching these kids how to manage a fucking business and it's a game studio while they're also playing a, using a platform that helps them make game. Like I went to school 20 years too late, too no, I early. Think, yeah, I think it's... Like, if I could be in school now, like, god damn. No, I think it's... I think the, <laughs> the, the tools that the tools that we have now as a, as a, as a, as a society, and not, not American society, not a specific country, but as a world, right? Yeah. Um, at our fingertips, um, to educate, to learn. All this this stuff around my stream and everything else... I didn't go to school for any of this. I taught myself how to do all of this. Oh yeah, no, off, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I off, didn't go to school for this either. Yeah, off of YouTube, all of the streaming tech that I have in my office, everything else. I've. I did not. I. I didn't. I don't have a background in this. I. I got an electronics, media, and communication degree, um, from from Texas Tech, right, which is where I went to school. But that you know, all of the stuff that I know how to do now, I'm self-taught, and it's get it. You know, it's very interesting, and the and the point. I was going to make off of your point is I've completely forgotten now, but you know, sorry, that, that's okay. <laughs> um, because we went going, in. I think it's, it's super cool to see, especially my, especially my kids. I, I love watching them. My daughter has this game and I can't remember. It's, um, it's a ma- it's a math game, right? Where it is literally an MMO, right? Uh, and yep. she logs into her character and, when she's doing the turn-based battles, all of the spells are math equations. So that's how she has to attack. Dope. 
if she wants to if she wants to do and it's tiered right if she just wants to do a basic attack it's like it's like a you know a three plus five or a 20 plus 45 but if she wants to do like the giant gospel spell and that's a final fantasy reference right that's you know a massive aoe spell right sure she has to do a more complex equation because that's a longer spell to cast so it might be multiple operations in there at the same time two plus four equals x uh multiplied by 10 minus three that's and you if you don't get that answer right you don't get to do your attack but if you get it right you get to wipe the whole battlefield um and it's really fun to watch her play uh and do that i was oh that's what it was on your point i was reading a Uh, I can't remember if it was on Forbes or Harvard Business Business Review now, but they were talking about how in the next 15 to 20 years, learning a foreign language is going to be secondary to learning a programming language because everyone, everyone is going to know, everyone is going to have to know how to code uh, in some way. And I'm, I know how to do basic HTML. I know how to do basic HTML5, but even that is not. Even that is something that you don't necessarily have to learn because it's not as important because you can simply just drag and drop with all the new interfaces, you know, Square and, you know, all those. So I've I've started now to kind of just go on YouTube and t- find free Java thing, uh, free Java courses and just kind of in my spare time, sure. you know, take 15, 20 Oh, I've minutes. got stuff. I've got stuff for you. I've got a buddy right. that teaches I got that teaches coding at Washington University in yeah. St. Louis. That's great. I almost um, went to Washington University, by the way. Nice. That's yeah. an expensive ass school now. I, I did. Uh, I'm well, sure it was expensive back then, but like, they, fuck, uh, it's bad now. <laughs> they were. Uh, they wanted me to come play lacrosse for them. And dope. I don't even know if they still have a lacrosse team. They do. They might. No, they I'm do. Sure they do. Um, All right. Um. So, I feel like we. All the discussions have been very good, so I don't want you to think I'm. I'm disqualifying that. But like, are you? games taking themselves too seriously? We haven't answered that yet. And so, like, you brought up a couple of things that uh, we talked about in chat ahead of time. And uh, I wanted to, like, draw a more clear parallel between them. Like, we live in a we live in a world where we get Borderlands and, and Detroit become human, right? Mm-hmm. We live in a world where we get Sunset Overdrive and The Last of Us. We live in a world where we get Spider-Man and Arkham Knight. Um, like, I don't think games are taking themselves too seriously. I... Oh, it's weird because for a long time, and I think maybe this is also a, a, a good example of just how hard it is to nail comedy. Yeah. Right. Like comedy is hard on TV and film and on stage. Imagine how fucking hard it is in a game where players have agency and can skip shit. Right. Right. Like there's, there's only a few games that like I can go to and go, Oh, this game made me laugh. Right. Like borderlands and portal. Like yep. those games consistently funny. Yep. Uh, and that's because they were written well. Uh, and because in most cases, the writing was not subject to the player. Like it just happened. Yeah. Um, so when you're playing something like Mass Effect and you don't get as much story through radio show, you know, you're playing mm-hmm. uh, a game and up in the fucking like up here in the window when you're playing, uh, there's a little face that pops up and then like subtitles while they're talking while you're blowing shit up. Um, that was that entire Hammerlock mission in Borderlands 2. You're going around shooting shit while he's talking and like. The only things that stuck out were the things he repeated, which were the the goofy ass names that he kept coming up with. Right, this shit was funny. Um, 
portal like you you can't progress in that story until they're done telling you the shit they want to tell you right um so like i think if I, it's also a two i'm, I'm rambling <laughs> but i'm not rambling i'm stacking shit on top i'm like mm-hmm. just trying to knock out all my points it's two things right like our games taking themselves too seriously i think is at once answered incorrectly by people looking for comedy right um and like I know I just answered the comedy question, but I also don't think that our games taking themselves too seriously is specifically geared towards comedy. Um, like look at, like I look at how pro Overwatch got and how fast it it got pro. Um, and look at like the met the the number of people that uh, that subscribe to the meta of so many games. Like I check patch notes you and i check patch notes to see what xbox is going to get for 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 pub mm-hmm. um we want to know the damage stats specifically per gun and like we want to know the, the 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 armor stats specifically per piece of armor and what the hitboxes are and shit like that like i don't think it's a it's a symptom of games being t- taking themselves too seriously i think people are taking their games too seriously right Does that make sense yeah i agree with that i think yeah. The, the, the point I'm going to make is I, it goes back to maturity, right, as an industry. We are now starting to get, and not just an industry, but as a society, right, we're now just starting to see with companies like the one you work for, with a variety of other companies, and even, you know, five, ten years previously, you know, the, the days of sitting down at a, a green screen computer in the computer lab and playing Oregon Trail because you want to kill your character because of dysentery because it's hilarious <laughs> are done. People, I laughed. Yeah, I laughed right. before you said because it's hilarious. Yeah, it's it's the point is is you're now <laughs> you're now to the point where the industry is maturing to the point of where they can they have the tools, the technology, the cultural relevance, but also people are now understanding the power of what a game can do to not only educate but to talk about issues to yep. talk about topical and relevance issues, you know, things that are culturally relevant, yeah. things that are relevant on a world yeah. scale to not only educate you about a specific topic, but to educate you at about a specific culture or specific region or specific scientific thing, right? Like you go back to your quantum break example. There was a lot of things that they mentioned in quantum break that I was like, Oh shit, that sounds cool. And I went and I went and looked at them and I went and found actual articles. They did not dumb it down either. And there were times I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And they went, how am I, what they went and found articles from theoretical physicists. And I was like, Oh, holy shit. That's actually kind of cool. It's, you know, it's no longer. Can you get a uh, bird of prey around the fucking sun to save a whale type theory? It's um, Star Trek reference. Okay, I, that was beyond me. Jesus, was it Star Trek Beyond? <laughs> Get it? <laughs> no, no, it was original. Um, Star, it was Star Trek uh, Four uh, Journey. What is it called? Journey Back to Earth, where they uh, flew around the sun to save the humpback whales to save the future because there was a machine that was. Oh Earth. yeah, because they um, show up in the future and the whales are the only ones that yeah, and, like they're intelligent and shit. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Yeah. Um, um, Echo the dolphin. Fuck, what is? Uh, hang on, <laughs> you brought something up. We were talking. Oh, Quantum Quantum Break. Quantum Break's fucking strategy guide, because I'm, uh, I don't know if y'all know this, um, other than the fact that I'm hosting a video game, I co-host a video game podcast every week. I'm a huge nerd. Weird. Um, I buy guidebooks. I used to buy guidebooks a lot, um, especially when I worked at GameStop, and I looked at them every day, and I was like, it looks so cool. Um, so the Quantum Break guidebook, right, 
That's mm-hmm. a single player game with no multiplayer at all. A very large portion of that game is literal cinematic cutscenes, like filmed with real people. Um, I bought the guidebook because the guidebook was Quantum Break, and then the subtitle was the, the History of Time Travel. And I fucking kid you not, the first half of that like 200 page hardcover guidebook was a laid out in universe history of the development and and like creation of time travel that's which awesome. like that's fucking dope but like so many people played that game and never read that and so like i think games are as serious as the players make them yep and i think i said that earlier but like i feel like i'm going to just kind of latch on to that because like you and i are really gl- gl- glandular weird you and i are really granular in the games that we play right like ghost recon which i hey i was gonna tell you i want to download that and play it again um i don't know why but i want to play wildlands again um so okay. we should do that uh <laughs> but we're really granular in well, the games that to us and so like do are games taking themselves too seriously no but i take you take PUBG, Ghost Recon, Battlefield, Splinter Cell, too seriously. Because we're military sim shooter fans. We're stealth fans. And, like, when you mix both of those, like, it's our bread and butter, right? Like, Splinter Cell Conviction, you know, as soon as I realized that game was backwards compatible, A, I lost my shit. B, I spent money immediately to buy it. Yep. Um, Because, like, it's... Ugh, and now Blacklist is backwards compatible. And I'm like, all right, time to play another Splinter Cell game. Um, and you know, y'all know how disappointed I was at E3 that Splinter Cell. Yeah, um, we'll get one. It's coming. We'll get one eventually. It'll happen eventually. But uh, no, I'm just restating the same point. Like, um, I don't think games are taking themselves too seriously. I think people are being too stuck in their ways of what they want their games to be. And so when it's not mario or it's not call of duty or it's not madden people get and that's not all the same person sometimes it is but like that's three communities right there's the nostalgia community that like if it's not mario they're like man i miss when it was this there's the call of duty community that's like if it makes me think or have emotion (laughs) or you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. if it if it prompts me as a human being, like fuck that, I want to just shoot shit. And then there's the the sports, the the like, yo, if it's not competitive in some way, it's not a game. Like the people that like the call Firewatch and um gone home walking sims, like you're not it's not a walking sim, dude. Like it's a story. Well, I think and like if you're an adult, you understand that. Right, but right. you're going to have people that fall into that camp, right? There there are people who, uh, I have several friends, right, that I go, you know, on hunting trips with and things like that, that they will not watch a movie unless it is a giant blockbuster action film, right? That is, that sure. is, that is, that sure. is their thing. They don't care about the rest. They're never going to sit down and watch the, you know, um, you know, the pianist or, you know, um, you know, something that is truly, you know, art driven and Christ the pianist. Yeah. Oof. That, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know why that was the first thing that popped into my head. I don't uh, either. Um, it's uh, some emotional shit. Yeah. But they're not, they don't, because they're not interested in that type of storytelling, right? They're not interested in that type of, 
that type of interaction in their in their media, and that's fine. You know, that's the yeah, that's totally fine. That's the beauty of it, and I think we're at a point yeah. now. And going back to your comments on digital distribution, where we are at a point, right? And you think about, uh, I think back to the debacle, uh, not debacle, but I think back to Napster, right? Like at that point, <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. That I point, know the point you're making. You're very that, right. Yeah. At that point in my life, my musical tastes were bound to what I was listening to in the car on the radio. It was EDM before EDM was, it was still techno then it wasn't even EDM. <laughs> right. Yep. And, and I had to go and I had to search for that. I couldn't just find that there were no radio stations. Then, yeah, all, of a sudden, no, you had to, yeah. then all of a sudden Napster came out and I was like, I was introduced to genres of music that I didn't even know existed. That <laughs> right. That then evolved. Yeah. That then died. It evolved into something else. And now we are seeing um, the proliferation of services like SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, right? Even iTunes, all that iTunes, shit. Yeah. Even in what like, you and I are doing right here, there are so yeah. there are so many services and so many tastes and the the breadth of content that we are living in is that on the other side of that, right? I feel like it also is a little bit dangerous because people have so many choices of content and can focus in on only what they care about that they lose perspective on the other side. And then all of a sudden it gets to the point where you're living in, and this is a, this is a classic slight against Facebook and I'm going to rail on them for a minute because they just lost another 50 million user accounts, dumb shits. Um, Oh, let's be honest. Let's be honest. They didn't lose those accounts. Right. The guys endangered, they endangered them. But I guarantee you only like an eighth of them will delete their account. Right. Um, Or even log in. Like I I would be interested to see how many of those 50 million accounts were that even that active. Um, And I'm really, I'm really, I'm really down on them right now because I just got done with a five month battle with Facebook because my wife's account was stolen. It was immediately changed all pictures of everyone except my daughter were taken off of my wife's Facebook page and they were posting all types of shit in other languages on that. And I finally got Facebook to recover and delete it. Um, and there were pictures of my daughter from her, uh, first communion in like a, like white dress with a veil over her face on this page. And I had no idea what it was. I'm like, nah, fucking game on. Let's go strap it up. Open it open the safe and let's uh let's let's throw the uh let's let's arm it up um but the Damn. Po- yeah it, it, <laughs> my point being is 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 the proliferation of content i think is it's phenomenal if you want to listen to something you you, you want to watch something you want to play something it's there you can find your niche you can find what you want to focus on but i yeah you the, can b- bespoke content exists yeah the point i'm making is is i urge our listeners our viewers and everybody and i and i think you agree with me here is don't limit yourself to one thing right because you lose out on so much um right you know right. Uh, i think you and i have a good you you and i have a great decorum we don't have uh, you and i sure shit don't see eye to eye on everything i think that was, it gives us a good dichotomy here um, no, yeah, but I think we see, I think we see eye to eye on nothing, and like, I'm, I'm, I'm augmenting what you said. Yeah, yeah. I think we also we do see eye to eye on a lot of things, but we both have this like <laughs> really strong predilection to be the devil's advocate. <laughs> yeah, right. And like, both of us will argue a point we don't believe in to the point of like we forget our own points, right. and then we're all of a sudden on the same page, and it's like, oh, yeah. we both do that. Okay. Yeah. But I, yeah, my point is, is like, 
the proliferation of content is is so great and you can be a call of duty player and still be a gamer right you can be a madden player and still be a gamer that's but that's the community you choose to interact with you choose to play with you choose to hang out with i choose to play like you're never gonna like right now i'm super high on destiny so my stream if you look back the last three weeks is all destiny nothing else Um, yeah. it'll probably be that way for, it'll probably be that way until Red Dead comes out. Destiny will then take a backseat and I will be by my, you will, know, I'll be yeah, by, I've by only my, got a week of Destiny left because like Assassin's Creed's going to come out. Yeah, you're going to come out. Uh, De- Assassin's Creed's going to come out. I'm going to be playing it until, uh, Red Dead comes out. Um, oh I'm, fuck dude. Fucking Forza's Monday. <laughs> oh yeah. God and, damn it. And we don't have to pay for that because it's on game pass. Uh, we're still so paying. much for destiny we're still paying for it um, well yeah but like not well, well so the interesting thing is is this is the last week of the taken city being messed up and then it's going to reset and the cycle is going to start again um so, oh, so it's going to be like perfectly timed when it resets is when yeah so the next is out yeah the next three weeks will be like all the interesting shit that there is to do becomes locked again um until you know, but I think it. I think that when it's all the all the stuff that I haven't gotten done in this three week period, it unlocks again right when Red Dead comes out. So we'll, you know, we'll have right. to see. Right. Um, but either way, yeah. It's uh, long yeah. story short. It's a, it's it's a phenomenal time to just be into media and be into pop culture because if you want a specific subgenre of shit, it's out there for you. And there's a community. It's not only is it out there for you, there's a community for you to interact and talk with it about it. Like. My wife is, uh, my wife is, you know, she is not into gaming like at all, like zero things, um, about gaming. Um, but she, she, you know, she supports the fact that, you know, I'm sitting in here doing this right now. Right. So she obviously, oh yeah, my wife is like, my wife is like, yo, I don't get it. Yeah. But like, I get it. Yeah. My wife, she doesn't understand either, but yeah. And, but I'm sitting here and I'm able and I'm able to have a community of friends that I have known now for 10 years um, in the group. Of yeah, guys it's close I'm, to 10 years. Yeah, Fuck the, me. With you. Um, uh, there's a the Smurf. Uh, he hops in every now and then uh, to the chat and the parties like I've, I, I have known that guy for 10 years. Um, you know, we started. Which playing, is crazy. Which is because, like I knew him and I knew you when we all met. And yeah. then I stopped playing with Smurf for like six years, mm-hmm. and then I started playing with Luke again. Yep. And Smurf's like, well, no, I went to a house party with Ben when we were a board game party with with Sketch, and yep. uh, dude showed up and was like, "Hey, I'm Smurf," and I was like, "Whoa, fuck!" Yeah, exactly. Ooh, I think I deleted you from my friends. Yeah, <laughs> it's bonkers. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's 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 a it's a crazy world to think about it. But I have gotten you know with you and with the other guys in the Discord group, like I know. I know more about some of you guys than I do the person living across the street from me, which is oh yeah, simultaneously yeah, sure. cool and kind of scary at the same time. But anyway, that's topic. Yeah, it's like it's like topic it's for like a different day. Good, sad. No, yeah, and we also didn't really get to our games art, so I, we can look forward to that next week probably. Then yeah, um, because there's a we could we could bring it up right now, but it would not. We'd only give it. We'd only give. We'd give the slightest amount of info we could about it, and then we would have to jump out. But um. I, I thought of something while we were while we were recording and like uh we you brought it up a couple of times. Like there's a lot of stuff out there, right? And uh 
you brought up that like you know this there's so much and you there's something for everybody uh you just have to find it and like i was immediately confronted with like maybe maybe we maybe like you and i uh bounty board need to be better at like not like we need to be better at procuring obscure not maybe not obscure but just like less visible good shit right like there's obviously the games like Celeste and Owlboy and and you know those games that have they've come out and like everyone's like hey play this it's dope um but like i think the the responsibility on content creators like us is to be able to say like hey you should try this shit um so uh we're going we're I'm doing a little bit of y'all everyone listening is going to get a little peek in behind the curtain um to some of our thought process because eric i think in the summer when games slow down we should put together Mm -hmm. uh you know a two or three week long thing leading up to e3 you know in that may to june period of us just uh playing indie shit yeah and talking about it yep because there's already a ton of stuff like ruiner like you've brought up ruiner like three times we've brought up tokyo 42 like three times we haven't done a deep dive on either of those because we haven't had the time it's like a video game book club yeah and we can we can set up a schedule and people can play along and we can all we can talk about it. Yeah, I, like uh, I don't know. I just thought of that and I didn't want to forget it, so it's in the chat and uh, I wanted to bring it up. Um, it's in the chat. It's now public record. Um, we're gonna go ahead and copyright that right now. Copyright uh, video game book club coming summer yep. 2019. Summer of indie game book club. Mm-hmm. Um, of the traveling pants hoods of sisters. <laughs> of the traveling pant hoods. That doesn't sound gross at all. Um, <laughs> I'm at a loss for words. No, so uh, we're boy. I'm gonna edit this part out. Why, why am I having such a hard time dismounting from main topic to bounties? <sighs> Do you have anything else you want to add about games taking themselves too seriously? No, I feel I like mean, we, we covered it pretty well. I think, but we like, it. okay, dope. Yeah. Well, then, Eric, my friend, what have you been playing? What are your bounties? Uh, right now, it's still Destiny. I'm going to hop on and hopefully finally get my uh, Whisper of the Worm tonight. Um, if I can get uh, you know get run through that quest and then get the fights done at the end, because uh, that's open. Uh, and then we are, for some reason, continually continuing to tackle a quest with a power rating of light 590 at 550, 560-ish. Um which is it's fucking bananas. It's working. It's going well. It's just, a, I think it's a timing thing, right? It, when we uh, were doing it last night, uh, we're just having yeah. some issues because you have to be, I mean, it's got to be flawlessly executed. Um, last night was not a good gaming night for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, yeah, we got, uh, we got, we, we got a bunch of shit done. We actually made it through uh, to the point of the dungeon um, curse throne where we got the quest for the wish ender bow. And then we went and did the next quest uh, and got our tokens. So then I don't know if I'm going to get that done this weekend, but uh, well, we may get that done tonight. We'll see. But uh, yeah, it's going to be Destiny. Definitely going to be some Forza next week. I'm going to be playing uh, hopefully a little bit on, what is that? The th- oh, no, I'm actually not going to get to play until I get back because I'm going to Chicago um, next week. Oh, uh, dope. So I'll dope. be there for a QBR and to meet some of the people from the company that acquired us. Um, 
so we'll see uh we'll see what's going on there and then um yeah so bounty's gonna be destiny qbr qbr being quarterly business review you got it um and then um yeah forza when i get back probably play a little bit of that once i get the uh because it won't be grindy, grindy Man. stuff in Destiny. It'll be just get my power friend grams. I'm, I've I've given up. I've I've given up to the fact that I need to do any other characters. I'm just gonna play Hunter, um, because of the I way. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not doing multiple. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just the way that they the way that they structured for Forsaken. It's there's so many things to so do. So much work. Um, there's so many things to do, and you with the daily bounties and then the way the weekly bounties are structured that you don't have to play multiple characters to get leveled up anymore. Um, which is, I think that was my, one of my biggest complaints with when destiny, the, when destiny two launched was you kind of had to play all three characters because you could get, you, you could get one character done up into the oh, point. The next, the next two were, were exponentially faster as you went. Yeah. And because they were faster, you were doing more shit that was getting you higher level shit. Yep. So um, like, by the time you finished the third one, you had such high shit for the third one that you could dump it all on the other ones and everyone. Would be- yeah. And I think they, they smart. I, and I could have saved some of the guns to, you know, help out with that as I, you know, if I leveled my Titan and my warlock, but I just, I don't see the need. I don't see the need. So anyway, no. back to you. No. Um, yeah, dude, I've been playing um, destiny. I, like I said, I tried to play some sea of thieves last night. Um, turns out I was sawing planks literally uh instead of finding them in barrels (laughs) (laughs) and um what else have i been playing dude i don't know spider-man still Mm -hmm. uh to shadow the tomb raider i need to get into i have a feeling that that game feel like uh uh this is insulting a dollar store uncharted thrift thrift store uncharted um i want it to be better though so i'm gonna give it a shot um but yeah, like uh, I've been watching Luke Cage season two finally. How I'm, far are I'm, you? My uh, episode three. Oh, oh, I can say nothing. I can yeah, say, don't say anything. I, well, anything. No, I will say that. I, I will say this. I, fi- I I finished it today. I'm way behind, right? But not as far behind as me. Um, Go on. Theo Rossi. Yo, him. His shades is very good. His shades is not only, but he he's he and I he was. Uh, and I don't know if you watch Sons of Anarchy or not, but his character, his character Juice in Sons of Anarchy yeah. was phenomenal. He was one of my absolute favorite characters. And I, you know, when he, um, when he was, when he was written out of the, sh- not written out of the show, but it was time for his character to, Sorry. to, to die, um, yeah. in that show. Like it was like, I, you know, I, it was very emotional. Um, you cried. You were about I, to say I, you cried. I cried. Um, okay that's fine you can ever since that. ever since <laughs> i had totally normal ever since i had a daughter i cry at everything dude it's come it's on super yeah, it's, like <laughs> it's i'm not why I, I go no like the second my daughter was born i cry i never used to uh, you could ask melissa when you if you if you ever get to meet her but i never cried ever, okay was, is your daughter your firstborn yeah Okay, so you're not saying because you had a girl now you cry. You're no, 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 no. You yeah. became a father and now you cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Okay, it yeah. sounded like you right. were like I had a son and I was still a man, no, and no, then no. I had a girl and no, I no. cried. No, no, I cry. Yeah, my yeah, I cry at <laughs> everything now that I have kids, and it's like, oh, yeah, super dude. weird. Sure, uh, <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, 
So yeah, um, I also like that they brought in Comanche because Comanche was not a part of season one. Yeah, they did um, bring it. Yeah, and uh, if you if you guys if anyone's 